0: Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. And he's back. Friday <laughs> 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 Frank is back. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Remember what day this is? This is the day that God has made. And we got to remember that, that this is the day he made. He didn't say uh, tomorrow is the day he made. He didn't say uh, next week is the week he made. He said this day. So this day is the day that he's given us, and we do rejoice and be glad in it because he has given us what we need today. This is all because God is a now God. Mm -hmm. There's no past, no future. It's right now. He's always now. So we're looking at a now God and his kingdom and how to live in the kingdom. We've been looking at that as to what the kingdom of God is all about. If you're living in the kingdom, the world won't affect you. Won't, won't, can't affect you because you're a citizen of the kingdom of God. So you're dwelling on living in the kingdom and not dwelling on living in the world. You may be in it, but you're not of it. So we've been looking at that and we looked also at the fact that there's a constitution called the preamble of well, the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes give us a summary about the kingdom of God. And we're beginning to also look at the laws in the kingdom. We've looked at the law of reciprocity and the law of use. Yeah. Now, another law. Have you ever heard people say well, I've been waiting on the Lord for two months and He hasn't done anything yet. Uh, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I haven't gotten an answer. you heard that before? Yeah, I'm sure you've heard people say that. Is I, I, I might as well just give up. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm tired of this and I'm I, not getting anywhere. Well, we're going to look at today the, the law of perseverance, hmm. which is in every single aspect of the kingdom of God. If you're going to receive anything from God, you must wait on the Lord. Uh, I looked that up today as 147 times that it says wait on the Lord. Woo! That, that's a lot. So we got to be patient. Patient. So we're going to look, first of all, starting at Matthew chapter 7, 7 through 11. And you already noticed that you can quote it. You've heard it so many times. Asked, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks. Receives, he who seeks finds, to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will your father, your heavenly father now, who is in heaven, give you good things to those who will will ask him. Now it it said asked and you and you and you uh, sometimes you'll be given. No, it said asked and it will be given. So we got to understand that when we come to God and ask and seek and knock, it's gonna be given. That those verbs there are continuous petitions upon God and we're gonna talk about that, what kind of petition we need to make. But it's an it's an attitude of trusting your heavenly father that He's gonna give. He's gonna because you're coming to Him. He knows what's best for you. And we're gonna ask we're gonna find out what we need to ask. Very important. So we're going to look at that in detail this morning. So first of all, we need to know that we must see something beyond the physical realm. We've got to look into the spiritual realm. And that's what it says in 2 Corinthians four eighteen. Uh, Matthew has that back there. It says, While we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen... For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, tell me, what would you want to have? Something that's just going to temporarily satisfy you or something that's going to eternally satisfy you? Yeah, I want to see the things that God has for me that's going to eternally satisfy me as long as I'm living even here on this earth and when I get to heaven. I don't want to look at something, well, well, if, for instance, uh, something that satisfies most people coming up this fall, maybe is going to happen. What is that? Football. <laughs> football. Well, that's temporary. When the season's over, it's over. Now you've got to go on to something else to satisfy. So we're going to look at things that are eternal. Uh, football is nice, and you may enjoy it, but it's not eternal. As we found out, sports are not eternal. Mm, we're missing them right now, aren't we? So we're going to look at things that are eternal. Now, these eternal things are just uh, just a little bit of things we have. But what kind of uh, eternal things do we have there, Matthew, John 10, 10? Well, the thief comes not to kill... to to steal and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. So, we're going to... God is an abundant God. He's just not a God that's going to help you to just get by. And He'll do that. But there's much more to that. He can supply abundantly everything that we need. No matter what it is, it's always there. And heaven is an abundance. <laughs> that's, that's, It's it's not like Sam's. When you go into Sam's, you can't find toilet paper. You can't can't find paper towels. I've been been in there two weeks now, and I can't find paper towels. (laughs) But uh, God's got all kinds of things that's needed eternally in abundance right now. Right now, all set up for you. And for me, everybody, he's, he's got more than enough. So we need to understand that we need to see eternal things. And when when we see, we say, wow, that's <laughs> more than enough for me. It's more than enough for everybody upon the face of the earth. So I'm looking forward to that to see what I can have in God. Now, let's look at a couple examples of uh, perseverance or persisting. Uh, I'm going to turn over to Luke chapter 18. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 11 as well. We know these stories just as well. But we need to look at them and see what's going on. Luke chapter 18, starting with verse 1. Uh, and Jesus uh, spoke a parable to them that that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Okay? That's the first thing we need to remember. Yes, we're going to pray, but, but I don't see anything happening. Don't lose heart. Keep on, keep on. Keep after. He said there is a certain uh city a judge who didn't did not fear God nor regard man, nor there was a widow in the uh and then there was a widow in in the city and she came to him saying uh get justice for me for my adversary for my adversary and he would not for a while, but afterward uh, said to himself, "Who, no, I do not fear God nor regard man. Yet because this widow troubles me, and I, I will avenge her, lest by her continual uh, coming she, uh, she weary me." And the Lord said, "Hear what this uh, unjust judge says: And shall God not avenge His own elect, who cry out day and night to Him?" Though he bears long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, he will he really find faith on the earth. Is he going? That's what he's going to look for. So I'm not saying that we're going to come trouble God. No, I'm saying what it's saying to me is that we continually come to God and He's going to do it. But the problem is we need to realize that it it has to work out. It has to take time sometimes. it has, to, to us it's time. To God it's already there. But He has to deal with people. And people don't always line up to what God wants to do that maybe it's going to affect your life. So we have to wait. have to wait for God To get things organized with people. People are the problem at times, aren't they? Things don't happen like we want them to, when we want them to. But God has already set it out. He's already made plans. Let's wait on His plans. So we're going to wait, and we, we can know that God is going to answer us. Now over in Luke chapter 11, Verses 5 through 8, we have another story about the friend who comes at midnight. And uh, wouldn't that be great for somebody to come knock on your door at midnight? <laughs> Hello, I need help. Uh, Jesus said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and said, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed, and I cannot rise uh, and give to you. In other words, get out of here. I, I, I'm sleeping. I got. I don't want you to wake my children. I don't want you to. Disturb me now. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his perseverance, persistence, I mean, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. And that's not to say that I am going to uh, disturb God. This is saying that if it happens with this friend here on earth, I'm, and my, my persistence in prayer with God. I am not coming and beating God and begging God and, and saying, God, you got to do this type of thing. Right. I am coming to my heavenly Father, and I'm going to hold on to my heavenly Father, and I'm not going to let Him go because He has my answer. He has what I need. He always provides. He never fails. He never failed me in the past. Why should He fail me now? He's always faithful. He's always faithful. So I'm going to stick with Him always. So the best results for us to always know that God will answer, and I, I tried to practice this in my life, is to pray what God has already promised. When I come, I'm going to start with this first. And I'm going to pray what He says. And what He says, He'll fulfill. That's what He's always said. If you come and ask Him according to His will, well, what is His will? Here it is right here. I'm going to come and pray His promises. I'm going to come. There, what are they, over 6,000 promises or whatever? I'm going to get get to this first and then pray this and stick with this, stick with the promise of God. Now, don't doubt any, any. Don't don't get mixed up. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to work it out yourself. How would you like to uh, wait uh, 25 years to receive God's promise? That's a long time. I mean, see, 25. I'd be 100 years old. That's <laughs> too long, God. I, uh, I know. <coughs> That's what it takes. And we know of a guy that waited 25 years, don't we? Abraham, yeah. God promised him he'd be the father of many nations. Huh? Uh-huh. 25 years. Here we go. Living every day, every day. God promised. God promised. God promised me. God promised I'm the father of many nations. God promised me. Uh, Sarah said, how How about uh, let's try to work this out ourselves? uh uh, You you have my uh, servant, and we're going to have a child that way. And uh, since I'm barren and I can't have a child, and and guess what that created an Ishmael. And that's what's going to cause a problem every time we try to figure it out and try to work it out ourselves because we haven't waited on the Lord. We haven't stuck with His promise. We haven't persevered. We're going to be persistent. I'm not. I'm not going to do it myself. I'm not going to try to figure it out. That's my problem. I try to figure out things. I try to figure out, well, if i got this, 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 and that, and this will take place and all. God said it will take place. No matter how long it takes, it will take place. It will happen. It will happen. And so they finally received a child. Now, there's somebody that's going to try to tempt you to give up. His name is Satan. He's going to tempt you to stop. He's going to tempt you and say, this is not going to work out. You're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Right. You know, because, see, he'll, he'll come and tempt you. That's what First Corinthians 10:13 says. There's a temptation. <laughs> Temptations do come in our life. There has no temptation taken you but such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. There's always... You're going to be, you're going, it's going to happen. It's going to happen to be tempted to give up and forget this. And, but God... Stick with God. He'll make a way to get out and rescue you from this temptation, and set you free from it, and give give you the full knowledge that He will do it. Amen. He will do it. He'll always do it. So when I when I'm asking God, here's what I do when I'm asking God. God, uh, I ask according to Your word. He these you Supply all my need according to Your riches and glory by. I th- you know and, and I'm going to stick with that you're going to supply all my need. This, this is my need here and you said that you supply my need and I'm going to trust in you to do that. That's my first prayer. Second prayer is, Father, I thank you that you are supplying my need. I thank you, Father, that you are uh, you have it already It's supplying my need. I don't see it physically, but I know I have it. Mm-hmm. Next prayer. Father, I just praise you and glorify and magnify your holy name. And I, I just thank you, Lord. I just, oh, I'm just so i so wonderful that you've supplied all my need. It's, it's great. Hallelujah. I know you have in the past, and I know you'll do it again. You see, I'm not continually begging God and pleading with God and uh, please God. Now, I'm just thanking Him that His Word says He will, and he's always, I know He has. He done it before. Why not now? He's always faithful to do that. So I come thanking Him in advance for what He's already done. (laughs) I don't see it. I don't have it. But He's already done. It's already taken place. I just don't physically see it or be able to touch it, but I know it's there because He said it. If He said it, it's happening. And I'm thanking Him for it. Hallelujah. So, we must uh, see to persist and obtain victory. We will go through battles. Yes, yes we will. But knowing that the battle is the Lord's. <laughs> don't, you ba- don't you try to battle with it. The battle is the Lord's. I ministered to a, a lady the other day that's just battling with all kinds of stuff in her life. And I said, listen, stop. Give it to God. He'll handle it. Don't try to take care of it yourself. He'll handle it. And I gave her a prescription for peace. (laughs) That's what was missing in her life. So, you know, let God battle it. He knows how. Uh, You'll get upset and stressed out and all kinds of stuff and start crying and, and doing all this other kind of stuff. Because, you see, you've got to realize that God's already given you the victory. That's what 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven says. Thanks be to God who's given us the victory in Christ Jesus. Has given us. I already have the victory. I don't feel it. I, I don't see it. But I already have it. And in 2 Corinthians uh, 2, 14, it says, oh, Listen, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, I always triumph in Christ Jesus. Always, I am never in defeat. I'm always in victory. <laughs> See, but when you try to do it yourself, try to figure it out, the defeat comes in your in your mind and your flesh. And next thing you know, uh, I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm just all wear it out. i just let God battle, let God battle, let God stay with God, stay with God. Therefore, you see, our ministry in, in perseverance is not only to our life, but to others. Yeah, others, others, others need to to know, help. How about help? See, we can't help anybody if we're stressing out and, <laughs> and all set and outside, and we're just consumed with our problem. We give it to God and then we can better minister to someone else. And we know how to do that. Uh, Acts chapter 14, verses 21 and 23. And when they had preached the gospel to the city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Go, what was that, uh, verse 22? Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in Enduring the faith. Confirming them to continue. Helping them to continue. Don't stop. Continue on. Because there are going to be tribulations and trials. Continue on. You're facing persecution. You're facing all of this stuff that's coming. Continue on. Encouraging people. Encouraging people. That's what I was doing with this particular person. I was encouraging them. I was trying to help them. Because you see, I've been through things. And I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to lift them up. trying to show them what to do and how to get through it all. So that's what we need to We're in ministry to other people. Uh, Paul said it in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be ye steadfast, settled, firm, constant, I've I, I used this example many times. You know, when you go into uh, maybe an emergency room, you know, and a person is struggling with their life and everything, and the next thing you know, you see this mmm. What happened? They died. Well, you see, that's what we need to do. We need to die to self so that we can have a constant mmm and not a uh, da 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 up and down situation up and down, feelings and up and down, stuff going on and We need to die to self and be, mm. Do I have that all the time? No. But it's not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's more like a, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, just a little bit here and a little bit there and getting better. The Holy Spirit's helping me to get better, to be constant, to be constant throughout, abounding, Have an increase that leads to an advancement in God's kingdom. Woo! Hallelujah! That's what abounding means. Abounding means have an increase that leads to your advancement in God's kingdom. Anybody want to advance in God's kingdom? I'll lay both hands on that one. Hallelujah! Glory to God! So that's what Paul is telling the church at Corinth. Listen, you've got to be steadfast. You've got to be steadfast, abounding. You've got to move on into God's kingdom. Keep on going. Keep on going. you got to, don't give up. You remember there was a basketball coach at NC State that said, don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that's what it's all about. The law of perseverance says don't give up. Don't ever give up. What if I never see the result? Were there a lot of people in the Old Testament that never saw the result? Yes, but they never gave up. They kept on going. God told them what to do. God showed them, gave them promises. They kept on fulfilling. They did their part. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Go all the way with God because He's the only one that can carry you to where He wants you to be. Hallelujah. So I want to pray for you today to don't give up. Father, in Jesus' name, we decide right now, Father, I'm going to stick with You. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting but I'm waiting with joy. I'm waiting rejoicing in You. I'm waiting with anticipation of what You are about to do in my life. And I thank You, Father God. I thank You that You are working it out. I thank You that You are preparing it all. And by the faith that I have in You, I know it will be done. I know it will be done, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It is done. I have the victory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah.